Welcome to The Shared Desk, episode 96. We got past 95. We did get past 95. Now we're on to 96. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a small miracle that we got past 96, <laughs> but you know what? We're here. Hey, we're everybody. Here. It is time once again for The Shared Desk, and I am your host, T. Morris. And sitting across <laughs> from me. I'm Pip Valentine. Yes. <laughs> well, welcome our new spirit animal, Agret Suko. Yes. Uh, you can look that up on Netflix. That's Agret Suko. We're, we're not necessarily going to be talking about Agret Suko uh, at Writers of the Clock. But she is our new Patronus. She is our new Patronus. She is our new spirit animal. She is, uh, she is all that. <laughs> Which uh, is interesting because what we're going to talk about We're going to rage does some Does some rage, does involve rage We are going to rage a bit uh, So for everyone joining us on stream, hi, how you doing? Uh, we are back, uh, we are back on track, we hope The reason why we're doing a re-record of episode 96 is because the, the, the audio was a bit wonky Yeah uh, It also didn't help that we had a slight hiccup with the recording software and we lost, um, we lost the audio. So then we were going to pull the audio from the stream, and the audio from the stream sounded a little weird. It did, it did. Yeah. So um, it'll be like one of those lost episodes of Doctor Who. They'll find it in like a hundred years, yeah. in, in the Library of Congress or something, or something like that. Funnier still was that um, with the the last show that we did, mm. uh, it was with the old setup for my stream, and then I, I, I changed the cameras. So Pip takes a seat, and she goes, where's the camera? And, <laughs> there's the and camera. I, and I, said, I said, there's the camera, baby. So so she now knows where to look. That's, that's good, that's, and I'm not hiding problem. behind a microphone anymore. That, that also helps. That also helps. Anyway, um, so before we get into the, uh, in, in the topic of the show, uh, we should do a quick shout-out uh, to uh, Key City Steampunk Festival. Yes. Uh, when we recorded our... Last show we talked about the uh, the importance of networking and how that tied in with uh, Key City Steampunk. But Key City Steampunk was a great, yes. uh, great, 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 great event. Uh, great people were there. We were we had a, we had an absolute ball, and um, it was a lot of fun. However, in the time of uh, posting episode ninety five and then having the issues with episode ninety six and doing the re record of ninety six, some things happened. Yes, as some they want happen, to do, as things want to do, and that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about. Um, a writer beware moment and uh, just some things to know when you're starting out w w just no just in general in just general, in general but you particularly know, when you're starting way out way to read signs yes ways to read signs. Yes, yes yes so um let's talk a little about this there's a there's a, a lovely canadian uh author that we're going to be bringing up here her name is marie Billado, I believe it is Billado. <coughs> Marie yes. Billado. We'll put a link into her um, <clears throat> into her Facebook and uh, and other and other sites and things like that. Uh, Marie, I can't remember. Have we ever met Marie? I believe we have. We, we no, I don't think we have. But we know her through Katie Brisky. Yeah, we know her through Katie Brisky. So she's a good she's a good egg. Yes, she's a good egg. And uh, and so what happened was uh, is that she suddenly posted uh, this, yeah, she this blogged this this very intense blog post. About how uh, her publisher, I should rephrase that, her former publisher. Well, they're still really her publisher. And technically, mm. they're still really her publisher. Uh, Edge Publishing. Out of Canada. Um, out of, also out of Canada. Now, the thing is, 
We're kind of going to go there, aren't we? Yeah, um, we yes because um, we actually have experience with Edge. Yes, and also it's it's one of our sore points about not getting paid. Yeah, uh, and and also yeah, yeah, that's that that is mainly one of the big things about what's happening is basically. Uh, Marie has not been paid for quite some time uh, for her original trilogy, she says. We, we will link to the original blog post, yeah. but from memory she said she has only had <laughs> one uh, uh, delivery of, you know, uh, royal well, not royalties, just how many books have been sold, Basically, which it, is your basic stuff, right? It's, right? It's, you're, you're, you're promised every it's, six months. Yeah, you should get by one. By contract, you are promised every six months a royalty statement. Yes. And in the, what? several years oh that, it's been many years yeah in, in the several years that her that her trilogy has been with edge she has received one so we're good right not really no no, no one is no, not enough no 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 now okay so i think before we start dishing on the publisher because that that's something you hear a lot of authors do mm-hmm. you hear a lot of authors and of course there's you know there's writer beware we we, we love writer beware they they are they are they're just they're just good people all around. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah! We love we love Victoria Strauss and we love what she does now, there. Now the, I, we should put the disclaimer that writer beware is only as good as people reporting to writer yes. beware. Yes. So you should report stuff on shenanigans like this to Victoria to, to Victoria and writer beware and their staff. However, before we before we start going on that route against author v publisher, let's talk about author v author. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Marie does admit, and I do, I I, I think it is worth mentioning. Mm. She says in her blog post, "I did not read my uh, contract because it was my first contract. Oh yes, I didn't read it carefully enough." Y'all jokers must be crazy. And I, well, to be I'm, fair, I'm, I'm giving a wag of the finger. Okay, so let's a wag talk of this. the finger, yes, to be fair, to but. Be fair. She would hardly be unusual in that respect. That's and that's a but see that's a problem. Especially first timers. That's a problem. Yes. And and the thing is, the reason why I'm taking her to task on that is because um, before I even got published, before I even got published many moons ago, with, ironically with Dragon Moon Press, um, I. I did a lot of research about the publishing business mm-hmm. and what you should see in a contract and, and what, what you, you should, should see not in a see contract in and what you should not see in a contract. But the other thing I was also getting from all the, and I read everything from how to be published to the complete idiot's guide to getting published. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got, I got everything from the super technical to the tongue in cheek, you know, and, <clears throat> and I did a deep dive in, into the publishing business. And one of the things that they said over and over and over again mm. was, Check the contract. Run it by a lawyer. Check the contract. Run it by a lawyer. Definitely. Check a contract. Run it by a lawyer. Now I'll be the first one to say, back then in 2001, when I got that contract from Dragon Moon Press, the first thing I did was to say to my then wife, I said, I said I really want to take this to a, to a lawyer, mm-hmm. and she said, what kind of lawyer? So let's talk about that. First off, let's talk about the importance of taking something to a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um. It cost me a whopping one hundred dollars. Now, chances are, this is about this. That was almost tax twenty deducti- years ago. Tax deductible money. First off, it's tax deductible. Secondly, it's probably gone up in price, probably up to two fifty. Oh, so yeah. Let's just say two fifty. That will be the smartest two hundred fifty dollars you will spend and invest into your career. Now, what kind of lawyer was it? It was a copyright. Con- lawyer. Oh, a copyright, it like an copy- IP. Yes, a copyright and IP, which stands for intellectual property. property. IP. 
contract, uh, I'm sorry, contract IP copyright lawyer. Mm -hmm. The main thing I wanted to know was, well, first off, I wanted to find out about the lawyer. Do you cover copyrights? Do you cover IP? And do you cover contracts? Mm -hmm. He said yes to all three. <clears throat> Took him in there. And he and, and for uh, for about that time, about for 100, 150 bucks, I found out exactly what was being said in that contract. Now, already... I had read that contract, yes. and there were there were like three things that I circled that I said, I've got issues about this. I, I, I want to get – when I came back, he had at least 20 different wow. things. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's the reason why you want to get a lawyer. Welcome to Level 7. It's an upgrade. Because, because that's what they that, do. And that's what you pay them for. Yes. He said you need to ask. And not only did he go one step further and say, these are things that gave me red flags – Here's how you should ask the questions. Okay. You need to ask about this. You need to ask about this. You need to ask about this. And I did exactly what he said. Mm -hmm. And I outlined it. I, I wrote it out nice and neat. And then I copied it out, out of Word, dropped it into an email program, sent it off. And I will never forget Gwen's response. She said, when I first opened this letter and read it, I thought, what a little upstart. Well. <laughs> but then but then she said, then I slept on it and thought, No. I'm glad he asked me these questions. Oh, of course. And Gwen Gates, I think, realized there and then, this guy doesn't want to be published. This guy wants a writing career. Yes. And he's taking it seriously. It was the first time she'd ever been taking a task on, on, on her contract. Yes. And I, I mean, it should be protecting both of you. Right, right. And not just exactly. the author, but it exactly. also should cover that. It should be protecting Now, both. can I make my confession? Go for it. I signed my contract with Dragon Moon without doing that. Oh my! Inappropriate, sweet yeah. summer child, sweet summer child. And sweet I was just—I mean, I could be Marie. Yeah, I could have that problem. You could, you could um, have that same problem. I, I it, yep. it yep. took a bit of doing, right, to get out of that contract. Now, and and here's here's what happened. And and this is this is the this is the theory we're going with, and we're sticking to it. Mm. Basically, when Pip wanted out of her out of her contract was after she had been published by New York. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was getting out of my, my publishing contract, first off, one, I hadn't been published in New York by then. And the other thing, too, was <clears throat> uh, I hadn't written anything. I'd stopped writing for Dragon Moon Press because I was just no longer interested mm. in writing for Dragon Moon. And all the books that I was under contract for, I had already written. So there was nothing really beholding me to, to Dragon Moon. But with, with Pip, it was a little different. Pip had written two books for Dragon Moon Press. They did marginally well, uh, at, especially at, 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 at places where Dragon Moon was, was around and I was there, et cetera, et cetera, you know, that kind of we thing. We sold some copies. We yeah. sold some copies. But then Pip goes off and signs with New York. And Gwen was smart about it. That's one thing I will say about Gwen Gates. She's very shrewd. And mm. I think a lot of people don't, they, they, are taken, they are taken off guard by the fact that she is, because when they first meet her or they talk to her, she's very sweet, but she is extremely shrewd. And she was like, well, if people buy Pip's New York book. They're going to go looking and see. They're going to oh. go looking for early stuff, and that's going to be me. So she hung on to that. She hung on to that. And I think that was where we, we had clashes. Mm -hmm. We had clashes. And, um, and it sucks. We didn't necessarily part on oh, bad terms. No, not bad terms. But we, but we, did, we did part. And, uh, and I still occasionally talk to Gwen. She's she's still she's still, still Facebook friends. She's still Facebook friends. I mean, business is business. Business right? is business. That's what this was, and that's the other thing about Gwen. She keeps it all business. Now, <clears throat> one thing that Gwen, Pip, and I all have in common um, is edge 
is Edge Publications. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk, talk a little about Edge in just a second. But let's get back to this whole thing with the, uh, with the contract. I'm going to say this. For anybody that wants to get published, it is worth the investment. It is yes. worth the time to take your, take your, your, your contract to a lawyer. Now, I'm not saying take it to just any lawyer. Like, I got a friend who's studying law. Yeah. I've got a friend Make sure they're a contract lawyer. Yeah, they're either a contract or an IP lawyer, lawyer or an IP lawyer or a um, copyright lawyer or, more preferably, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're not doing that, you're going to be working with an agent. The agent also knows what to look for in contracts. Yes. But when you take it to a lawyer, it's an it that's an even higher one because not only are they do they know what they're talking about with IP, they also know what they're talking about with contracts, and they know when something is a little fishy and something is especially not. when you're starting out. Especially when you're especially starting when out. you're starting because I mean it, it's easy. I mean I remember it. Grabby hands were involved. Oh, yeah. I was like, just give me the contract, was, give me the pen, let me do it, let me do it. I was ready to sign. You know, I was ready to sign, but I had to take a step back because I I thought you about were it all smarter this. than me. Okay. I get it. One of the rare times <laughs> that I was smarter than you. I don't know half of you half as well as I should like. That's true. And I like less than half of you half as well as you Were, you, were you that but drunk when I you was that drunk. The... I was that drunk too when I got the contract because yeah, I yeah. was celebrating. But again, you just have to be you have to be careful. I think the and one I thing feel, that... I feel bad for I feel bad for Maria, but at the same time I'm like, oh, Oh, sweet summer child, you should not have just gone on ahead and signed your first contract. I, I'm pretty sure that. she's aware of that now. I, yes, <laughs> and we're not trying to... And Marie, if you happen to be listening to this podcast... We are not bagging on you. We're not bagging on you. You're not rubbing salt I could have been you. Right. <laughs> Technically, I could have been you as well. And yes. In fact, I would. I was considering the amount of time and money that I invested in going from place to place to place and selling all these books... And sending all the money to Dragon Moon Press, yeah, yeah. I probably, I probably there were other things that you didn't quite do. I, I, you know, again, you learn. Lessons you learn. learned, right? Right, lessons learned. I, I, mean, I, I think particularly the thing that oh, I got royalties. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I did get royalties, but the, but but the, the thing, thing that you should check out, and this is where it got stuck. It stuck with me, which luckily I was able to come to an arrangement with Gwen to get out of. Right. But Maria's having more problem was right. Is you've got to have. Get out of jail. Get out of the contract clause. Clause in right, there. Right. Like uh, sometimes it's time. Like you know, uh, this contract's for two years. Sometimes it's uh, this contract. Uh, you will be let out of this contract if you sell below this certain amount of yep. books. That's how I got out of um, uh, my contract with Ace for Books of the Order, and were able to get my rights back for that because of that clause. Uh, so that is definitely something that you want to be looking for um, in this day of print on demand. Some publishers might say, "Well, you know, technically you're never yeah. out of print. Technically, you're not really out of print because we use print on demand yes. technology." Yes, so unlike New yeah. York, and that's particularly prevalent with small with small with press, small publishers, mm. small publishers. Okay, all right. Now that we have uh, played devil's advocate and talked a little bit about Marie's mistake. Mm-hmm. And talked a little bit, and, and let's and talk about uh, my know, mistake, and not talk about your mistake, and let's talk about my mistake as well. It was it was also a mistake on my part. Mm. Gwen and I had an arrangement. I did not have to pay for any of the books mm-hmm. that Gwen sent me. Mm-hmm. She didn't even charge me for shipping. She basically sent me all the books. Yeah, and then I would sell them, and then send her all the proceeds. Okay. Now the, the the upside downside is that I'm not making any money hand over fist. I'm mm-hmm. not. Um, and one of these I think we learn <clears throat> is that when we buy our own books, when we have our own stock, mm-hmm. 
and we're selling stuff. We don't have to go through the rigmarole of sending money back. No, no. We can just go on ahead and say, boom. Uh, you we, know. we just buy author copies, which are generally cheaper right. than the public is going to buy it. I and would, so the difference between that is yeah. where your profit is. And to me, I think that is a smarter way of selling books on the road than what I was doing with Dragon Moon. It's a little yes, too complicated. It, it, was, it, was a great, it, was, it was extremely complicated. It was also... Um, it, it, it was it was what at the, I thought at the time it was a good deal. I didn't have to pay for books. The books would just arrive. I didn't have to worry about you know shipping. I didn't have to worry about you know forty percent discounts. I didn't have to worry about any of that. The problem was I could not do what you and I do, where we will put together bundles. Mm. And when we put together bundles, people love a bundle. People love a and, bundle, and, and they love a sale. And so the problem was was that that we. Uh, or the problem was for me was that I wasn't able to to offer any kind of special. You weren't in charge of pricing. Wasn't right? in charge just, of pricing because yeah. of that. I know I lost money that could have been that could have that could have substantially uh, affected the debt that I pushed myself into. Yeah. So again, one of the things that you got to be careful about is you know when you get when you go into when you go into a business, that's what this is. You're going into business, so you're not only checking the you're not only checking the contract. You're also making sure. How can I sustain this, and what do I need to do to make this work? Yeah. So, so there's there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts in this. Yeah, but we're talking about specifically contracts, and yeah, we're focusing on contracts. So, and and mostly, I think this is, uh, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna bag on small press, but small press seems to have the most variance of contracts. They do. Um, they do. New York has a pretty specific, pretty, pretty specific bog standard. Still, still. Oh, still, you should still check it out. Still, still run it by an agent. Yes. Still run it by see, and that's the other thing too. One of the one of the advantages if you get a contract unsolicited from a New York house, mm-hmm. if you were to go to a literary agent and say, "Hey, I got a I got contract, contract in hand," automatically you'd be like, "Hey, they come in, come talk. in, sit because down," that's, <laughs> because that's free money for the agent. Yeah. But here's the thing to know about that as well: the agent is going to have the background to know what to look for. So even though you think, "Hey, I did all the hard work," no, the agent is doing the hard work right now, negotiating the contract and making sure that you're not getting mm. screwed. <clears throat> okay, so, so the the but but the agent probably will not be as quick to step in with a small press because small presses are generally don't pay royalties. They don't pay. They don't pay advances. Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. They they, advances. They do not play advances. I, I mean, sometimes they pay like a small advance because some people are like, well, that will get me into Sifwa if you're yeah. a royal yeah. uh, advance paying and, place. And some and some publishers want to have that prestige. So and they want to they want to be able to appeal to authors and the authors want that prestige mm. of being in with. Sifwa. But generally speaking, in small press, you do not get an and, advance. Right, which is why which is why a lot of agents tend to be hot cold about yeah about about, about negotiating stuff because it's not much in it for them it's not in a lot of it for them again it's part of the business so let's get back to talking about uh this particular small press edge now edge publishing and the two of us we have a history we had a moment oh no we've had a lot of moments oh well, i only ha- i yeah. only recall one moment uh, with uh, me, you don't but... recall the one moment so anyway so so first off edge announces uh that they are partnering now this Dragon is about two thousand and nine. This, this is around no. This is actually earlier than that. Earlier this is, than um, that. This is around the time of Legacy of Moravi. Oh, this is okay. Around the time so of Legacy of Moravi, so we're talking about two thousand and seven. Yes, you did have more and experience with them. Yeah, then. I, did, I, did, I did have more mm. experience with them. So, so there was this, there was this, um, there was this, this, uh, this, this, this new partnership that was that was that was announced. New partnership. Okay, great. New partnership. Fantastic. We're all pretty excited about this new partnership. 
uh, I didn't even know what, the, and I didn't quite understand what the new partnership was. So I immediately reached out to Gwen. Now, Gwen and I were on were 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 on on real chummy chummy uh, um, status because we, I was her first big author. And I was her first aggressive author, you know, one that really went out of the way to, yeah. to, to push and sell books and things like that. So <clears throat> so um, I had her inside here and I said, what's this partnership about? And she goes, well, it's going to work out for everybody. Um, Edge loves what we're doing. Edge loves what we're doing. And um, they want to partner with us. And this was this was just shy of um, of Westercon, where your book premiered. So that would have been early. That was 2007. No. Yeah, 2007. Five. Uh, Chasing the Bud premiered oh, in right. five. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. You're right. It is 2005. Okay, so, <sighs> sorry. Ancient times. Even, so we're going even further back in the, in, the, in the time machine. So it's 2005, and they announced the partnership right before Westercon. Then uh -huh. we get to Westercon. And while Edge had a, had, had a really, a really uh, um, big presence there, Dragon Moon Press was kind of the the, the underdog, mm. and uh, and I think I think they had the, a big party, didn't they? I remember we had a big party. Yeah, yes, we <laughs> were hosting. It was myself, Raleigh Griswold Ford, and uh, Lai Zhao. The mm. three of us were the hosts of the Dragon Moon Press party, which included a cake, which included a lot of alcohol. My God, those Canadians can drink. <laughs> and um, good times, good times indeed. And and we we had a blast. I mean, and we made a showing. People were like, "Wow, who is talking this about?" The well, that's the idea I, of a party, yeah, right? And I think Edge, I think Edge noticed that and was like, "Okay, we've made a who good are choice." These people? Let's see who are these people? Let's find out more. But already by then, they they had made this partnership because uh, Edge noticed. I didn't know him that far back. Oh yeah, the traction that that I think caught Edge's attention was when we started doing the Fantasy Writers Companions. Yes, those were those were big sellers those for are, Dragon those Moon. Are still popular, still, still a big seller for Dragon Moon Press, and so. Um, so you have uh, you have that aspect that we brought to it, and uh, the way Gwen Gwen said was that they're going to have access to our artists, to our layout. You might, and she said, you might even have to lay out some books for Edge, you know, things like. And I said, okay, great. What do, what do we get out of it? And she said, we get their distribution because Edge did get mm -hmm. some pretty intense distribution. In fact, one of their one of the biggest things they because I remember see, seeing and hearing about Edge from uh, anthologies that I found in Barnes and Noble. So mm -hmm. they were actually able to get onto bookshelves. So that was a big thing that Gwen Especially wanted to back do. then. Especially back in 2005. Mm. So everybody thought it was going to be a, 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 a great deal. Fast forward a few years, and we, uh, we're trying to get your rights back. We're trying to get your we're rights back. We're at WorldCon in we're San Diego. We're at WorldCon in San Diego. I can't <clears> remember. Eight? Um, it was either eight or nine. But I think you it was eight. And, it was but eight. you were working on getting your rights back yes. for Chasing the Bard. And, and, and digital magic. Yes. And um, I'll let you go on ahead and tell the story about the sit down between Brian? us, Brian, and, uh, and Laurie, Laurie. The, our agent. Our agent at the time. Yeah. Um, that w you know, you meet some people that you... Uh, and you get a vibe. And I get a vibe. And I did not like the vibe. And then the way he was talking to us was, well, I felt... Extremely condescending. Yes, and also not just us, but also talking to Laurie oh, in, a, in no, no, an no, extremely no. condescending no, no, no. way. <laughs> no, no, no. He was condescending to us. 
he was rude to Lauren. That's true. Yes, um, he was. I'll, I'll go on ahead and do a quick reenactment. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Chat. So basically what happened was, was that... <clears throat> oh, well, first of all, we asked, so what is exactly is the relationship between you and Dragon Moon? Yeah, because that was getting... Because we, we wanted to have just a straight answer. Yeah. And it was years later, and I was asking Gwen, what's the relationship with us? I, don't, I see us doing a lot of work, but I don't see Edge doing a lot. And Gwen's like, I don't know. And I mean, and it was it was getting a little frustrating because we didn't know who to talk to. So we were about, like, he's going to be there. Let's just ask let's, him. Let's Straight ahead. answer. Bing, bang, boom. So, so we said, what is the difference? Why, or rather, what is the relationship between, between you guys and Dragon Moon Press? And I kid you not, chat. This We're never going to forget this. This was the answer. And I'm, and I'm even going to do the inflection. Well, it's simple, but it's complicated. Man, he was slippery about... And, and we, uh, we tried... We tried to, several to, times... To get him to explain it a bit more. Time, every time, he would start with, well... And I'd be like, oh, here we go again. And he would slip away from it. He right. would never give us a straight we answer. never got a straight which answer. Which is, of course... a. Big warning sign. That is a huge warning sign. Yep. If you a can't get a straight answer out of somebody, uh, just generally, let alone publishing, yeah. yeah, yeah, then you've got to start worrying. Yeah, it's you, you just you just if if you can't get a straightforward answer, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, but if you lead with well, it's simple but it's complicated. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Shit! Yes, go. Will. <laughs> I'm done. I am done. Well, then that was then Laurie stepped in and she was like, "Okay, well, they're obviously not getting an answer, so I'm gonna step in as their right. agent and ask the hard questions because that is indeed what an agent is supposed to do." And she started doing that. Now, yeah. here's where, and I'm gonna this, do it. I'm gonna it do another very, flashback. Yeah, I'm gonna do another flashback for you. So just to, so let's say let's say Pip is sitting where Laurie was sitting, and then we were sitting over here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. This is exactly the way it went down. I know. I know. I know what you guys want. I know what you want. <laughs> I mean, it was this sudden, like, tonal change, and all three of us went, "Whoa! <laughs> what the hell was that?" Wrong answer. I mean, I mean, we, we our eyes literally bugged out. Yeah, we were like, "What?" Well, the? Our eyes bugged out. Lord, and. And Laurie's, oh God, I, she is still my hero in this moment. <laughs> she, she did this. She just went. <laughs> I mean, and, and what you didn't see, for those who are listening to the podcast, basically she goes back, her eyes wide, and then she just sits <laughs> forward like, all right. All right. That, all right. Gloves are off, sunshine. Let's dance. Yeah. And and that was that was our second, that was our second warning. That was our second flag on the plane. We, we left that meeting and we were like, all our hackles were up. All we were we were, we were on we were on red alert. I, um, and, and Lori, man, I I I pray, I pray, I never see Lori that angry. Oh, she was angry, and I don't she, very she, seldom see she, her angry oh, about it. She was. Oh, chat! Oh, sweet summer child. That was. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't go green yeah. and like grow to seven foot. Yeah, I mean, she was. She was. She was in a mood. Um. So we left that meeting absolutely sure that we never wanted to do business with that person. Yeah. yeah. And then shortly after that, uh, I said, so how's I remember I remember around the time of um, around the time of trying to decide whether or not I was even going to stay with Dragon Moon Press. I said, so what's the situation between you guys and uh, and Edge? And she said, oh, yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're done. If you're getting red flags from a publisher, Mm -hmm. 
really pay attention to those red flags. Mm. Listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. I belong to several private uh, Facebook groups, and you can find them. Um, where you can go in and tap into experiences of other people. Look at writing beware. Uh, you know, put a put a thing up saying, does anybody know, has anybody worked with this person? So, yeah, so check, you know, check in your peer group. Do your um, due diligence on your contract. It's exciting when you're a newbie and you get your contract, but take a breath. Yeah, take <laughs> a breath. Don't just grab the pen yeah, take and, a start, and start signing. Um the, the thing with Marie, apparently, uh, and people have said, well, they're not paying you, so they're breaking the contract. Yes, that is true. But you but, still have to put money into and fight it. Yeah. You can't just, they're, they're just not going to go, oh, okay, I guess we've broken the contract. Here, so, have your rights back. Uh, now, now, this is totally unrelated, but it, but it kind of is related. When people talk about, uh, when people talk about that, when people talk about um, going and getting your money, Mm. Okay, you know, and they talk about, well, it's going to be an expensive process. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. All right, let's let's cool our jets and talk about that for a second. So in the state of Virginia, and, the, and now granted, it's different in all, all different places. Well, that's another thing. People are going to be, I mean, this is a Canadian publisher. Right, which means they're probably going to try to do some arbitration. But nobody wants that on their record. Mm. And th- now where am I going with this? I have never had to sue or even threaten to sue a publisher to get money. However... Mm-hmm. I have had to do it as a contractor and a consultant. Uh, there was a consultancy. They're, they're out of business now. Shocker that. Um, canary in the coal mine. Yeah, canary in the coal mine. And uh, and I was owed $12,000. Yeah. And I was low. I was low on the totem pole. But I, I was still owed. still a significant tw- amount of money. It was, money. But it was a significant amount of money. $12,000. And um, that twelve grand was basically like, was, I was being told, you're never going to see it again. Well, Pip over there does some digging. She goes, T, do you realize that? And I said, I just don't, I just don't think that it'll be worth it, you know, going and because I'd have to get a lawyer. I'd have to do this. I'd have to do that. And Pip's like, no, actually, you fill out a paperwork, pay 25 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, then shit, let's go get my money. And <laughs> yeah. And so I filled out the paperwork, paid 25 bucks, sent in the paperwork. And about a month later, this is when they were still in business. A month later, and I'll never forget this, on the day of my birthday. <laughs> it was a great birthday. And I haven't heard from this guy in six months or so. Phone rings and it's him. And he's saying, hey, T, um, tomorrow is the court date. But we want you to know we sent you the check. Did it arrive? And sure enough, that morning I'd gotten a che- I'd gotten the check and Pip called me and said, hey, T, you got a great birthday present waiting for you. It's a $12,000 birthday check. I'm like, wow, <laughs> too bad I earned it, but okay, that's good. But, and- the di- but the difference is, in this case, you and the company were both in the state of Virginia. Yes, but the, thing- but, but the point I'm getting at is they were trying to save face. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to have on their record because they were trying to get investors. They were yes. trying to get backers. Yes, yes, yes. You don't want... No matter what size of the company, you don't want people knowing that you're that not you're paying taking, your bills. That you're taking them to court yeah. because you're not paying your bills. Now, in the case of, I mean, uh, th- speaking of, I have had to th- not threaten, but Laurie has subtly waved a mallet. Yeah. <laughs> At yes, publishers before, uh, in the case of publishing, it's more like, um, and this is the time I used to belong to Sifwa. Yeah. <laughs> this was the reason I used to belong to Sifwa, right, right. because the one thing that a publisher doesn't want to do is have um, 
known amongst the writing community that they don't pay their bills. Yeah, they, and they don't want to wind up on Ride to Be They don't want to. I mean, Victoria Strauss, I mean, I, she is a superhero in my opinion because Victoria gets a lot of guff for yeah. what she does. And and the the thing about what she does is that she's basically running the website mm-hmm. that calls calls out shenanigans. I don't think that they. In fact, I'm pretty sure Rider Beware doesn't care if you are or are not members of SIFWA. They want to know where no, the, where the no, bad guys they wanna, are. Yeah, they want to hear your story. Yeah, they want to hear your story on Rider Beware. And the thing about the the thing is, you know, she's told the stories about how she gets and Marie has gotten a few uh, oh, a yeah. few trolls come out. And, and it, it's, how dare you ask to be paid? Yeah, how, how uppity you? of you? How how uppity of you? Yes, am and I? I I've been paid? in situations where I've had to hound people for money, and I don't mind hounding people for money. It's it's it, not fun. It's not fun, right? But I will do it because it's the principle of the thing, and it, it, it wasn't necessarily for ten or twelve thousand dollars, like um, right. in your freelancing right. situation. But it was still money, and it was still the principle of the thing. And that's that's the thing. It it is a trade off. The mm-hmm. trade off is not while well, I'm getting my art out to the masses. No, the trade off is you give me money, I give you a quality story. Mm-hmm. I think Marie's real problem is here, and all the other situations that you and I have been in, we've known how much we are owed. We're like, oh, okay, that that was eight hundred dollars that the, those people right. owe us, right. and you can go after that. Because she hasn't been given any statements of how many books she, are selling, yeah. she doesn't know how much yeah. she's she's um, not being paid. If you're running your 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 career like a business, mm-hmm. you're gonna t- you're gonna keep track of that stuff. Yeah, and 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 the reason why you keep track of this stuff, perfect example. The reason why you keep track of this stuff is to see what is the interest in this series yes, or these yes. stories. She doesn't know she might right. might want to write in that series now, again, but how can she tell how many are selling? Now, what does a reputable publisher do? Well, Podcasting for Dummies, for years, sent me statements. Yes. Very disappointing statements saying nothing has moved. Here's your 25 cents. Yeah, here's your 25 cents. You know, don't spend it all in one place. And then suddenly one year... Here's your royalty statement. Oh, and here's a check for 150 bucks for and this like, nearly 10-year-old 10 10-year-old book. book. And you're like, oh. something's going on and here. And then in another six months, here's another statement. And here's another royalty check. This one's for 300 bucks. Yes. Wait a minute. That's when I get on the phone and I say, hey, Steve, what is this 10-year-old book on tech doing making money? Yeah, you're right. Let's make a third book. Yeah, so I mean that that's another part of why you right. should be getting statements, these, regular these statements. These are the nuts and bolts, chat. These are the nuts and bolts, and and that's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the business aspect of books. Mm. Authors like to be paid. Yeah, you you you, you got you've got to fix. You've got to fix. Writers off the clock. So what do you want to do? Uh. I don't know. What do you What do you want to do? Um, I don't know. <laughs> 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 no f- idea. <laughs> <laughs> Those two knuckleheads. So, okay, so um, well, I think we should really be talking about some binge-worthy media. Oh yes. There's uh, there's there's some seriously good binge-worthy media that's out there. Um, <sighs> one one of which dropped at the weekend of this recording, but we're not covering. That particular because we have a special we're, plan. We're, we're planning something for that one. We're going to plan something special for that. But there are two there are two bits of binge worthy media I think we should talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to let Pip lead in with the first one. That um, oh the one that we consumed in a whole day. We we spent the we just literally hunkered we couldn't down. Help it and because the funny thing was I, I remember I I'd been streaming that morning. Okay, I'd been streaming that morning and I come upstairs and usually Pip goes so how's your stream how are things. Do you, 
you know, just sleep all right, you know. No, it was like, what are you waiting for, Morris? Sit down. And, we gotta, and I, and we I watch this. And Mind Hunter. It was Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter on uh, on Netflix. And I believe we talked about about season one. Uh, we did talk about. We season have one. talked about it. The story writing is just as tight. Gangster. Yeah, the it acting was. is just as good. Gangster. Uh, it's got some uh, well-known serial killers situations. Yep. Got yep. them. Uh, gangster. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Scott Manson, don't say gangster because he is not gangster. Um, <laughs> Hail to the king, baby. He's the king of serial killers. Come on. Well, although he didn't kill anybody, I mean, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Actually, no. The the, the 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 real king is actually covered oh, in Mindhunters. It's it's in the no in the in the in the subplot. Oh yeah, the subplot. Funnier still, weeks after Mindhunter season two dropped. They did this whole story that kind of went viral mm. about one of the characters, one of the reoccurring characters of Mindhunter. So, mm-hmm. so Mindhunter, the, the it's both season one and season two. There's this one uh, serial killer that they that they always go back to. I can I'm blanking. BTK. No, not BTK. He's in the background. Oh, Kemper. Kemper. And then uh, I think it was Rolling Stone magazine did the person that did all these books for the blind and blah blah blah. Was a serial killer. He's actually and, got a very nice voice. Oh, he's got no, he's got and, and the, <laughs> great voice for podcast. But if you notice, he the actor they found to play him mm. also has a very soothing. But he's voice. huge. He's a giant he's of a man. Huge. Um, but yeah, they they but, come back to. He doesn't have quite as big a role in the second season. No, but they do no. come back to him, and he's sitting in the uh, prison chapel. Yeah, recording audiobooks. Recording an audiobook. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how do you miss that? Exactly, studio. Exactly, Arkle. How do you miss somebody carving a swastika? Now, all right. So, so we got We got to jump. We got to jump ahead. The guy that's playing Charles Manson. Oh yeah, in Mindhunter season two. Here's some great background trivia about him. So, there's a movie that came out called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right? It was centered around it, the, it, yeah, the tight, uh, the tight Blanca murders. murders and yeah. uh, and and Tar- it's Tarantino's last movie. Apparently. Well, the funny thing is that. The guy that's playing Manson in that movie is playing Manson in Mindhunter, and he got the part for Mindhunter, bef- and he filmed Mindhunter before, before he did and auditioned for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he is creepily good he at it. He is very, very good as Manson. Um, okay, so first off- If such a thing can be said, I guess? So, so let's start at the beginning. What is um, what is Mindhunter? What is well, it? Mindhunter is about the setup of the behavioral science unit um, at the FBI. Right. How um, you know the profile, basically criminal profilers, how that got started. Right. And uh, it's set in the seventies. It follows uh, Tench and Ford, mm-hmm. who are the two main characters. Also, uh, I can't remember the name of the doctor. Right, but she, uh, the actress, is from uh, Fringe, mm-hmm. and so it's about them and setting that up. And so, of course, it's got them traveling to various prisons, talking to um, various criminal master. Some of them are masterminds. Some of them are just idiots. Uh, idiots. Yeah. They, they, they meet a couple of idiots in this season. Um, it go- it goes a little bit into the personal lives, especially in season one. They concentrated on um, Holden. On Holden Ford's. On Holden Ford's uh, yeah. relationship. This year they didn't do nearly as much but with But they him. focused on Bill Tench. But they focused on Bill and the Doctor yeah. uh, as well. Wendy. 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 Yes. Uh, and they that was really interesting. I like that. And there was an interesting um, are killers, are, are evil people made or born? Right. Because right. Um, Tench has uh, an adopted son 
who has obviously suffered some trauma. He, I think he was a foster kid. Some, yeah. Something's yeah. happened Something's to him. Something's happened to this kid. And in this season, we won't want to give away too many right. spoilers, but there's something that happens to this kid that really makes Tench think... Am I raising a serial killer? Yeah, yeah. He could. Exactly. He never says that, but you he can see that, he's but, processing but it. You you see it in his face. You see it. In his and face. of course, it is um, Fincher, David yeah, Fincher. Yeah. Actually, so the 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 um, director. The the two the two people that are that are that are uh, helming this mm. are David Fincher and Charlize Theron. Yes. And and again, the story behind that is Charlize Theron got involved in the project. And she reached out to David Fincher, and she said, "You need to be part of this project." And he's like, "Why would I want to direct TV? What, you know, what, what's up with that?" Then he read the couple. He read, I guess, a couple of the scripts or something. He's like, "Okay, here's the deal. I'll I'll be in, involved, but I'm going to do the first two episodes, and then I'm going to direct the last episode." And it was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and now granted, David David Fincher had already done, you know, Game uh, House of Cards by then. Yes. But but this was, you know, if you liked what David Fincher was doing with House of Cards, yeah. the early seasons, before Frank and and uh, Claire split up, um, you would really love what happens with Mindhunter. It's it's got that same kind it's of. It's got a wonderful style to it's it. It's got a wonderful style to it, and it's really really good. And uh, and that's on Netflix. So that mm. that that's one. Of the and the ri- and the writing is very very tight. Airtight, airtight. And it's on. It's got two seasons, and it's just it's just fantastic. Okay, so that is on Netflix. Now binge worthy uh, media to talk about on uh, on on uh, Amazon Prime that we haven't mentioned on the show before. Mm. The Boys. Let's uh, talk about The Boys. You mean the program that's got two New Zealanders it's in it? It's got two Kiwis in it, yep. Alexander Steele and uh, Carl Urban. Yes. Uh, Alexander Steele, of course. Facing off against each yeah, other. Facing off against each other. Alexander Steele plays um, plays Homelander, and, uh, and they, he was getting a lot of guff about mm-hmm. his accent. But here's my, thing about, here's my thing about accents. Are you Kevin Costner and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? No. If you are not, if your accent is not as bad as Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Kevin Costner, then don't worry about it. You're doing fine. But um, but Carl Urban is Billy Butcher, yes. and uh, and he's 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 charming as hell. <laughs> but so the plot premise behind behind the boys is this: is that um, superheroes are real. Mm-hmm. They're in our world, and they are they run by corpor- a corporation. They're run by a corporation. Who actually make movies based around them? Yes. So, uh, so yeah. So it's, it's, but but they they are and they are revered. Mm-hmm. They are revered uh, in the same way as uh, movie stars and as um, and as uh, crime fighters, uh, right? Well, no, they're crime fighters. But I'm saying they're revered as listen, listen, honey, revered as either movie stars or sports sports stars. Yes, there's definitely a sports. Yeah, yeah. They, they're sort of like a mixture of crime fighters. Superhero movie stars and athletes. And athletes, yeah, yeah. And the crime fighting is actually supposed to be what they're supposed to be doing, but mm. but there's all kinds of shenanigans because corporate because corporations corpor- are involved. There's a corporation involved. Yeah, and um. So it, the fun the thing I found really interesting that they were like behind the scenes negotiation of oh so you're Baltimore uh, I can give you this. I can give you Phoenix, Arizona, for X amount of dollars. Yeah, and, so you, and so you can many have points. the you can have the superhero yeah. for this much it, it, money. It's, it's, it's mayors, it's mayors that's, and that's governors. Ca- that's kind of like a sports uh, analogy, you know. They're swapping in and out yeah, people exactly. for money and blah, blah, um, blah, blah. and uh, and so the boys, the, the and and so 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 in the boys, you've got these superheroes. The superheroes are 
Let's see if I can remember them all. There's Translucent. Mm-hmm. There's Homelander. There's uh, Queen Maeve. Mm-hmm. There's Deep. Deep Six. Deeps. Uh, no, 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 just the Deep. The Deep. He's just called the Deep. Um, A Train. And Starlight. And Starlight, who is the new kid? Yeah. Uh, no, no. There, there's two. No, there's two more after that. Because remember, Starlight. Starlight's the replacement. Oh, uh, but, the Lantern um, dude was uh, got, just no, retired. No, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lamplighter. Lamplighter. Yeah. But then there's. Um, you don't see him. No, you don't see him. He's mentioned, but you don't see him. And then there's one. There's the there's the Batman style character. I think they call him the uh, the, the dark or black ninja uh, or something like that. He's. I, I want to say something like that, but he never says a word. Yeah. He never says a word. And then there's. Um, I think we're missing somebody. I think we're missing. They're somebody. called the Seven, but they're called the Seven because there's seven of them. Like That's the, the Justice so, League. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. But um, but the thing is, is that is that because they're corporate America, and because of what they are and who they stand, what they stand for, and all their, it's it's really interesting to watch what they do with these superheroes and how they make them utterly terrifying, and yes. at the same time revered by people for what they do i think it's like you know it makes sense people are a range of different yeah. you know moralities superheroes would also be a range of different moralities the right? only, the, the scare- and, and you're given powers i mean and you're, you're given powers on top of that That's yes the, other thing. You're given the, powers the corruption on top of that. factor is probably pretty high and you sort of see some of them are deeply corrupt and do terrible things with their yeah. powers some of them once tried to be good and then the corporate the corporate Culture machine, got yeah, to them, the corporate machine and some of them, them honestly them go out. in there, sort of starry-eyed, wanting to help. Um, so one of the best casting coups, though, in this was there was this one superhero. They called him um, Mesmer. Oh, Mesmer. The, Mesmer. Yeah, Mesmer. He he could basically <laughs> hold your hand and read and read your thoughts, right? And but the thing was, was that he was a child super. He was a child superhero. Yes, he'd had his own TV series. He had his own TV series. They tried to to get him to being a full a full blown seven, and he washed up. Oh no, he did something bad. He used his powers to um, uh, oh, touch oh. someone's hand in uh, the in uh, the uh, Wall Street. Insi- he was doing insider. He was trading. Doing, basically doing he insider basically, trading. He was doing insider trading. That's right. He was doing insider trading. So <clears throat> so what is he, he doing now? Kicked. He's going to science fiction conventions. Oh my gosh, yes, and he's signing stuff. And he's like, and people are going, "Who? Read my mind. Read my mind." And all this stuff. Uh. Well, the funny thing about that. They cast in this Haley Joel Osment. Yes, and I was like, "Oh my god, we got this!" What there? And that's the thing I think is the most the the coolest thing about the boys. It makes it really binge worthy. The writing in this is not only really super super tight; it is really super intelligent. Mm. Um, the commentary and to get Haley Joel Osment to do mm. it. Oh, the other thing that it's got religious overtones. It's, it, it, it makes there's, sta- there's it a makes, whole thing about religion. Yeah, in there it makes as well. a huge statement about about religion and about uh, about uh, following blindly and mm. the way certain messages can be can be twisted and distorted. Um, the other thing that they made a statement on in one scene, and I'm not going to give it away, but it, but but I will just say this: it involves a train, and mm. in one scene they deal with they deal with fame, they deal with racism, and they deal with profiling. Yes. And they, but they also and they also deal with delusions of grandeur, mm-hmm. all within I kid you not a five minute <laughs> just little scene. Yeah, and it's it's, it's oh, and then really of course there's also there's also a, the drugs. And there's a drug. Yeah. There's a drug end. So 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 this isn't really much of a spoiler. I'll go on ahead and tell you this about the boys. Basically, what happens is that 
what, what kicks this whole well, thing Well, it's in off, the trailer, so I don't yeah, think it counts as a spoiler. What kicks off this whole thing is that there's this, this drug that apparently the superheroes are taking to keep them super. It's called Compound V. And uh, in particular, one superhero, A-Train, he basically kicks off everything in motion by literally running through this guy's <laughs> girlfriend. That happens again first five minutes. First yes. five minutes, you know exactly what you're oh, going to get from oh, the boys. Oh, yeah. It's, we should mention it is incredibly gory. Yeah, it puts the graphic in graphic There novel. is a lot of... There's a lot of viscera. There's, oh, there's a lot, a lot, of, lot, lot, lot of viscera in this movie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And some things that you're like, oh, you see the... Um, you see a superhero club like where they go to let loose yeah. and some of the things they do with their powers. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. But um but yeah, it was it was really really well done. Um <clears throat> again, um really intelligent writing. We were actually forcing ourselves not to binge yes. watch it. Yes. I think when we sat down though, we 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 mainlined like four episodes and we were like, oh, wait, we, we only, have to stop. We have to stop. There's only eight. So then we did 422. Two. Um <laughs> Yeah, but but um, but but the boys on Amazon Prime definitely mm. worth your time, definitely worth your attention. Uh, when you can, uh, go on ahead, go ahead and give that give that a watch. Give that a watch. All right, so we have a few uh, a few things happening. Uh, you should notice my uh, snappy uh, my snappy shirt. Uh, it's uh, it's it, it is a shirt that I got for just paying shipping. So it's a two dollar shirt, but it's a beautiful shirt. It's a Twitch uh, shirt. It's a Twitch shirt because oh, the other sleeve. There you go. Because I am going to TwitchCon. I'm going to TwitchCon at the, at the beautiful end of the month. San Diego, California. San Diego, California, September 27th to the 29th, and I'm actually showing up a day early, so I can just get kind of acclimated and just sort of like, okay, here we go. This is going to be. A, this is going to be a show, I think. This is going to be a It'll huge show. It'll be interesting show. for you. Mm. Uh, I'm, 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 in, I'm in dark territory for a couple of things. One. You're not going without any. You, you're not going to have no any. I got no wingman. No wingman. I got no wingman, chat. I got no wingman for TwitchCon because both people who said, yeah, I'll go to TwitchCon with you, both of them had to back out. So I've got a. <sighs> Maybe you could put on Facebook and see if anyone's going to be there. Anybody? Th- is anybody is anybody, is anybody there? there? You'll be fine. I'll be fine. You're not I'll e- be fine. You're not exactly a wallflower. I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I might be at this event. This is this is this is a little intimidating. Um, but um, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. And that's TwitchCon. That's September 27th to the 29th, San Diego, California. October 12th to the 13th in Richmond, Virginia. Yes. My wife and I will be at the James River Writing Convention. That's right. That's right. We're going to be um, uh, talking about uh, various acts of craft and business. Yeah, all all that stuff. We're going to be we're going to be on panels. We're going to be signing it's books. It's been a while since we've been. It's there. It's been a while since we've been there. We're looking forward to it. Uh, we know that Bill Bloom is going to be out there. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of good people out there. Uh, it's it's a great event. It's in my hometown, of Richmond, Virginia. This time I'm not a plus one. I'm actually on the docket. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that. That's the James River Writers Conference. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah! Also in October, the following week, October 19th, we will be at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. That's right. That's going to be that's going to be awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to that. We're not going to be doing that. Are we? No, we're not. But we are going to be steampunked up. Uh, we're going to day of wrong. I believe it is, be, it, it is the day of wrong. Uh, we'll be there. We'll be at page after page. 
Now, real quick for anybody who has never been to the Maryland Renaissance Festival, <laughs> it's a little complicated. You come and talk to us, and you can check out the books and see if you, you like them. If you like them, you go over to the bookstore, get the books, buy, pay for buy the book. it there, then bring it back, and then we sell, we sell it to you. We are not selling people books. We no, are we're doing it in conjunction with yeah, a bookshop. We, we have our display out. We say, here are our books. You go, great. You go back to the store. You say, I want this book, this book, and this book. You then bring them back, and that's when and we, we sign, sign them. them. So we have our own little, I think, again, they're doing the little tent thing. Which so, is great, because the, the tent was bay. I love yes, the Yes, we tent. had a lot of room. Um, so so that's that's what's coming up uh, this month and next month. We're looking forward to it. finish off the year, I think. Um, um, it may, it may not. We still got some uh, things to, we Maybe. got some things to look into. Maybe, we'll see. But, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how, the, we'll see how the year goes. It's been a great year. Uh, everyone's been real patient with us on the, on the podcast, of course. We are, um. We're back on track. I think we're back on track. I'm pretty sure we're back on track. Uh. Um, well, we're more on track than we were before. So I, th- I'm going to count that as a win. What? Which one was that? I said we're going to be more on track than we were before. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I I just figure if we make it to episode 100 before the end of this year, oh, that'd be nice. That would be that would be. Well, with this, we're four closer. We're four closer, exactly. So, um, if you have any uh, questions for us about this, uh, about the, the stuff we've been talking about, or if you've got any questions about writing or anything about. Uh, publishing or the the business of being a self-publisher or working with new york by all means reach out to us that's 703-791-1701 leave us a voicemail there you can also leave us voicemail and or a text message at whatsapp also at 703-791-1701 you can also drop me a line at tntmorris.com or pip at pjbellantine.com that's where you can find us also remember folks that the shared desk is protected by a non-commercial no derivative share alike United States 2.0 license you can find out more about that license at creativecommons.org so thanks everybody for watching thank you for listening remember you can always find us um, when the when the notifications go up at twitch.tv forward slash the T monster and uh, we'll let you know if we're doing a shared desk live uh, you can also find us on Twitter at PJ uh, sorry at Philippa Jane or at T monster and again we always announce when we're going live we always announce when we're going live we always announce when we're when we're planning to go live it's all that but of course hitting that follow button makes it just so much easier hitting that purple heart and then making sure the notifications are enabled that will also help you out a lot so uh until next time thanks again we'll see you next time enjoy the ride catch you later there you go (laughs) i guess our first time right (laughs) 